0: Welcome to the Red Feather Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Callum and Mason. Mason, how are you, brother?
1: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: Not too bad, man. We just finished a nice workout before.
1: Yeah, yeah we did. We did. It was good, man. I like you know, rocked up after a four hour drive and you were at the car door ready to go. You <laughs> want to go to the gym? So, yeah, that was good. Definitely needed it. Beautiful. No, it's good to always have uh, someone to train with. You push yourself
0: yeah. that little bit harder and definitely. make the experience a little bit more enjoyable, which is nice, but it was definitely peaking yeah. or pumping in there at peak hour time. This afternoon so we did, did the best we could definitely man yeah so uh you're flying out tomorrow yeah
1: yeah man another two week stint up in the up in the heat and the sun so mm-hmm. um i'm actually kind of looking forward to it it's quite nice cool. you know it's it's uh a little glimpse of like what the one percent live like when they have their own maids and their own um chefs and that kind of stuff like i don't have to worry about uh doing my laundry or cooking or anything like that so it's it's, it's not bad Cool, cool, yep.
0: cool, cool. love it, man. Yep. And uh, what do we want to kind of dive into uh, on today's episode?
1: Today is going to be a good one, man. Today we're going to dive into, um, in no real order or amount, but just a few things that we both wish we knew when we were younger men. Mm. Um, we're both, you know, I guess fairly young men still yeah, as it yeah. is. But, you know, when we were at those ages between 10 and 18, um, where a lot of men are kind of struggling, and if you don't have those male role models and everything in your life, things can get super confusing yeah so um so yeah man i guess i'll give it to you and what's what's one thing that you wish you knew when you were younger ah uh,
0: man it's, it's really hard because when i think about um if i was trying to tell my younger self these things now he'd probably just tell me to fuck off a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um but i think the first thing that comes to mind man especially for any young young men that are out there listening is like um you know i don't you don't actually know it all mm-hmm. um and even now as a 29 year old like i fucking know I just know a slither, right? Yep. And, um, but I think when I was younger, like 18, 19, 20, I had that false confidence, that bravado feeling like I knew it, I knew it all. Like, yeah. I'm fucking good. Don't worry about me. I can, and I started my own business real young and I was like, I'm fucking courageous and bulletproof and, and, and I know it all. And the reality yep. was that I didn't. Hmm. And so I would say to that younger version, man, that's like kudos to you for having fucking balls, for being courageous, for having that, um, kind of a healthy bit of ego that he's willing to really stand up for himself put himself first, but also like be humble, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know it all. There's still a lot to learn, like be open, you know, have respect for what other people have to say and the input who have been around life a lot longer than
1: yourself. Definitely, man. That's Definitely. Yeah. I think there's a very fine line between it's a fine line and a massive difference between um, confidence and being naive. Yeah massive massive difference um you know confidence is nothing without some sort of level of like actual ability yeah um and some level of mastery and i think when we're all younger like we kind of just want to skip to the confidence part with all the mastery without actually having to get all the (laughs) bumps and lumps um which is you know i think it's actually a good thing man like yeah i i I think that as men you know we're supposed to be pushing the boundaries and we're supposed to be getting ourselves in our comfort zone Um, especially when we're younger and, you know, you're climbing trees and doing all the things your parents tell you not to. Mm. Um, and that's where so much of your development and learning comes from. Mm. And I think to a certain extent, we lose that as we get older. Mm. You know, I, I've definitely lost that to a degree. Yeah. You start to get, feel safe where you're at. Yeah. You start to get super cautious. You start to grow up yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Um, so I think to a certain extent that that is like, it's really needed. And it's one thing that I think separates the really successful people from the not so successful people. Yeah, but
0: there is a fine line between like, um, you know, having that curiosity or that sense of play and adventure or exploration of life as as men. And then just being a little prick about the whole thing. Because I've definitely taken a lot of kids on camps who thought they fucking knew everything and they were 14 years old. and You can quickly put them in their place, but um, there's a very fine line. What about about yourself, man? What's something, you know, you kind of
1: tell Mm. the younger you? Something that I would tell my younger self is, and it's purely just from my own experience with it, but it's that like porn is probably the worst thing mm. that men possibly have ever experienced. Mm. Um, and it goes so under the radar. It's so bad that, you know, it, I think every man and every young boy should just avoid it like the plague. Yeah. Um, Why Well, I can only speak from personal experience. There's obviously, you know, lots of studies and stuff like that around, but their their hearsay you know you can look on on google and find a study supporting or disproving anything that you want sure in my own experience man like it really really fucked me for a really long time Mm. like i was one of those one of those kids that like i found it when i was super young like fucking 10 and very quickly i got like i got a phone i think i got my first iphone when i was like 12 or 13 so i had like unfiltered internet access and you name it i could see it and you don't know what to do with that. Mm. Jordan Peterson said it perfectly. Mm. where He he's basically said that a 13-year-old boy now can see and virtually have sex with more beautiful women in a night than the most powerful, richest king in history could in his entire lifetime. Wow. And the impact of that can't be understated. It's so, so horrible. And I found it with myself, like I didn't, I think take it what it is. I lost my virginity when I was like 19, almost 20. That I don't see as a bad thing. It's the reason why I didn't lose it so late, which Mm -hmm. is bad because Mm -hmm. I had a lot of girls who were super interested in me as I was growing up. But I was so like, so A, desensitized. But B, it goes back to that safety and taking risks where I was like, why would I take a risk and like possibly do something wrong or get rejected with a girl where I could just like, you know, see whoever I want to online tonight. Like, and it's, it really, really fucks you up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even beyond that, I'm still kind of healing from it. I'm 25 now and Mm -hmm. I haven't watched actually any porn for a good while. Um, And I'm still healing from the actual like, mental yeah. issues right. and physical issues from it yeah and then there's like
0: yeah. the anxiety that comes around sexual performance you yeah, know man. like uh, body dysmorphia yep. cock dysmorphia like that's a massive thing you know for massive. years I thought I had to fuck a fucking tiny dick because yep. I was watching all these guys with these huge cocks on all this porn right mm-hmm. so it wasn't even just a woman compa- component yep. of it it was actually also like comparison of men and just being exposed to that shit like you said so young it's just so it's just not healthy no um Man, I came across something recently the other day where, and I'm not mentioning any names, where a a gentleman in a um, monogamous relationship is, like, openly expressing to his partner about how often he watches porn.
1: Mm.
0: I was like, "Why the fuck would you even, like, A, you shouldn't even be watching it, and if you are, okay, but B, like, to then go verbally tell your partner that?
1: Yeah. I don't know
0: where that comes from, but that's just not healthy on a few levels.
1: No, it's not. And I'm 100% in the belief that, like, if you're... If you're entertaining the idea of like seeing other women in that act, like that's cheating on, mm-hmm. on some fundamental level, it's, it's cheating. Yeah. Um, you know, it, a lot of guys and a lot of people, they want to, you know, find the fine line of like, oh, well, no, he's not actually doing anything physically. But there's yeah. a reason why, like, I'm, I'm not religious or Catholic or anything, but there yeah. is a reason why in the bible that they don't discriminate between like actually cheating or coveting thy neighbor's wife like there is no difference what's the intent right exactly it's the it's the intent and you know if you're actually feeling the need to you know being being in a committed relationship whether it's short term or long term Mm. if you're feeling the need to be looking at other women naked getting fucked then there's a huge issue in your relationship or in your own mind that you're running from Yep, couldn't
0: agree more. Mm. I have to openly admit, man, I tried to watch some porn the other week mm-hmm. for the first time in years. Yep. I lasted, I can, i maybe watch 30 seconds and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yep. This is not doing anything for me. Yep. This is crap. And I just closed it down. Yeah, man. Um, You know, and, and there was a period where I was younger, that wasn't the case. But, you know, obviously growing up a lot now and I you know, definitely recommend to any young men, like, if you can, just don't watch this stuff. Yeah, man. You know, so. Yep.
1: I went through a very similar thing as well, like around that, that age, not like with smoking weed or anything, but I was doing a lot of like BMX riding stuff. And the guys that I was hanging out with were just deadbeats. Like that's best way to say it. Yeah. Um, where like I could, I knew that they were going nowhere, but yeah, you, when you're that age as well, you're just like, Oh, there's no other alternative. Like I can't, you can't see, you don't have that foresight. Yeah. Um, and it, it's very easy to think like, Oh, well my three friends, this is the entire world. Like there's mm. nothing outside of this. It's so easy. Right. Um, I think the one thing that I did, which was the best was like, and this goes with anything as well. Like if you're trying to quit porn or you're trying to quit smoking or whatever, like literally go cold Turkey. If you're feeling like you want to like stop hanging out with a particular friend group for whatever reason, Mm. just stop for a good three to six months and just don't try and like go to another friend group or whatever, straight away, just be alone for a little while, just be without it. And then you can actually see, okay, this is, this friend group was serving me in, this way, this way, and this way. I want to keep that. And it really wasn't serving me in this way, this way, this way. This is exactly what I don't want in the next time. And that's the same for a romantic relationship or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Even relationships now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cool.
0: What about in terms of like anything around maybe health or fitness? You've obviously come from athletic backgrounds. Yeah. Is there anything you would tell your younger self in terms of, you know, Mm -hmm. the way he approached that or Mm -hmm. even just – you know, approaching fitness and stuff. Because a lot of, like, young men now, man, like, are fucking unfit. Um, a lot of kids sitting just, like, in their rooms on devices. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's a huge problem.
1: Yeah. I would say it's a bit of a double-edged sword. And it's it's a hard, it's a hard kind of, like, cliff edge to walk. Mm. On one hand, your as a man, your strength, your fitness, your health mm. is the number one most important thing that you'll ever have. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. Mm. On the other hand, your six-pack, your arms, your 100-meter time, your deadlift, your bench press, it's not important. Sure. It's really not. Um, I have been on both ends of the spectrum mm. where I went from being so, so caught up in, what is my 100-meter time? Like, what's what's my deadlift at? What's this? What's that? How, how are my abs looking? And just being... Completely wrapped up in that to being the most like some of the most depressed moments I've ever had in my life and then going cold turkey from it and being mm. on the other end of the spectrum, mm. really going into spirituality and sure. philosophy and using my mind, I think only because I hadn't up until that point. Sure. But it's a balance. It's being that warrior in the garden. Yeah. And, you know, I I say this coming from a background of, you know, high level athletics and training hours and hours and hours every single day twice a day every day weeks on end to just get like 0.1 of a second faster at my hundred yeah and i got really good like i my fastest time the 100 at the hundred was a 1086 and that was like one of the fastest times for the last couple of years in um in australia and like the under 18 category for the wow. time so i got really really good but like it meant nothing there was no tangible difference between me running an 112 and a 1086 mm. it felt no different it i didn't look any different i didn't get any more i didn't get any more girls oh, like it yeah. <laughs> like it meant nothing man but also there's been times where i've been injured and everything and i haven't been able to run yeah and that was like some of the lowest moments that yeah. i felt as well so it's a balance between how much do you want to put in, and how much do you want to get out, right. and find that balance? Yeah, because you could put in ninety-five percent of the effort of a top athlete, and you'll get ninety-five percent of the results. Mm. But you're gonna to have to put in another ninety-five percent on top of that to get that extra five.
0: Sure, that makes sense. So when that's the difference, yeah. though, why? Um, if you're serious about something like the Lebrons and the Kobe's and all that of any sport, are yeah. uh, the where they are because they're willing to put that extra percentage in, and I think for the average person. This is totally okay. If if that's not your fucking divine calling, then maybe put consider some of your time and energy for something else. And if it is, you better go not an extra ninety five, you better go an extra hundred and ninety five percent into it. Exactly. And fucking make it happen. But I definitely think like a big problem with a lot of young men these days is just like social media and fucking devices. Yes. And like I love my family and my nephews if they're listening to this, you know, I love them dearly. But uh, the only reason I use them as examples because I see it firsthand, right? You've got like a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 9-year-old. It's just like constantly in their rooms on devices. Yep. And you could go to any teenage boy's house anywhere in Australia, probably the world, and you're going to just constantly see that for hours mm-hmm. on end. And then yeah. they put him in schools now. And it's just like when I was a kid, I was so lucky. I think I was like the last of the generation. Or maybe you were probably just right at the last where it's like when we've grown up, we didn't have them. Hmm. We had to fucking ride our bikes, climb trees, do coloring in, yep. go play sports. Like yep. we couldn't just sit there and fucking doom scroll TikTok for hours. No, and exactly. We definitely need to get off our ass. Now it's really funny as we're saying all these things because <laughs> these are things we're meant to be telling our younger selves. And I just think actually how relevant all this is to men of fucking any age in today's times.
1: Yep. Really? Yep. 100%, man. I think that, I, I think that is completely down to the fact that there are a lot of men walking around in male bodies as young boys Boys. still like that. You haven't, we haven't moved past that, um, that level of being and that level of psychology. And I am in some ways still that it could be for a multitude of different reasons. One of them being that we don't have like a clear cut, like, okay, you're a man now. We don't have anything like like that. Yeah. Yeah. We have nothing like that. And there's a lot of people that are trying to do that for men. Um, there's a lot of things that have been around for men, like um, going to universities is, is one, which hits some areas, but yeah. barely any. Um, going into a trade or something, like that's like an initiation of some sorts, but yeah. it really just kind of initiates boys into drinking culture and right. all that kind of shit. Yeah. The military is one, but uh-huh. it's sort of just initiation into a cult. And it's just like that way of being, a bit of brainwashing. There's nothing that, like there's nothing that really hits it in all the aspects that men require. Yeah. So there's not really any men walking around that are like, oh yeah, that's a peak male role model. Like that is a guy that's, you know, that is where I want to be in all areas of life. It doesn't exist. The problem is when men look at people who are fucking incredible men, but they look at them for the things they spend 99% of their time on and that are incredible at. And they go, okay, that means that he's an incredible man. I'm going to be exactly like him. Gotcha. And they don't see behind the curtain. They don't right. see the other, you know, 1% of their, of their life. Yeah. Or the 99% of the life, I should say. Yeah. That's fucked beyond repair. Right. That whole thing of like, don't meet your heroes. You look at sports stars and stuff and you're like, oh my God, LeBron James is absolutely incredible or this yeah. guy's incredible. Then you find out that he's got like children with 18 different women and, you know, it's it's tough, man. It's really yeah. tough.
0: Yeah, it is. I was speaking to my partner about this the other day because like, you know, um, there's this beautiful poem called 11 and she talks about this young girl it's 11th it's 11th birthday but she's upset she's crying like she's still three Mm. and then maybe she'll come home tonight and she needs a cuddle from mom like she's six and so i do believe like as we get older we're still all the years below us right like i'm 29 i'm still 28 i'm still 27 some days i act like a fucking three-year-old and i don't think there's anything wrong with like having that boyish behavior like i think that's personally one of my greatest strengths is being able to like have fun and be silly and and have joy, but then there's like being an immature boy in yes. a man's body and like yep. using inappropriate aggressive behavior or immaturity or fucking having a sook, yeah, or just being a straight dickhead acting like a child um, 100%. Just, it's very different,
1: 100%. Yeah, like I, the uh, the book King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by uh. Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. Incredible book, if you know anyone listening hasn't actually read it. Um it goes through exactly what we're speaking about right now, like um the progression from boy psychology to man psychology. And the way he puts it is a pyramid of King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. So you got the four sides of the pyramid. And they start as I can't remember the names of the boy versions of those, but they start as a pyramid and then the pyramid extends on all sides. So it grows from each other and there's different layers. And those layers are always there. But they have to all grow at the same time. Otherwise, you know, one can get left behind. Um, and a good friend of mine, Beck Antonucci, puts it perfectly where she basically says there's a difference between being childish and mm-hmm. childlike. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys out there that are child childish that think they're just childlike. Oh, I'm just playful. I'm just gotcha. this. I'm just that. But they're actually being childish. Yeah. Childlike is, oh, yeah, I'm going to go climb this tree and blah, blah, blah. Yeah but actually have those male psychology parts to course, back it up.
0: The responsibility and everything else which yeah. we stand for, which is awesome. Cool, man. Well, any um, final notes before we sort of wrap up um, mm. sort of on this
1: topic, you reckon? The biggest one for me, and the thing that changed my life completely is figuring out what my five to six top values are mm. and then living by those. Um and one thing that I do with with all of our clients and all my clients in the past yeah. for ages and it always, always works, is go through this is for for men and boys, go through all the men that you really, really fucking admire for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. And then write them down on a list and the next to them, write the top five things about them that you really, really admire. And then you can figure out from there, all right, what's the value that's connected mm-hmm. to that? Find the ones that overlap and then pick 5 or 6 that are like a fuck yes. Yeah. Those are your values. Cool. That's it. Love it. Do that. That's your your north star. That's yep. your north on a compass. Yeah. And you can basically create your persona and your image, your person who you want to be. Yeah. Create that around that and know that it will change constantly, but unless you have something to see where you've been, you sure. never know where you're going.
0: Perfect, man. And that's perfect for any man at any age, whether you're a young man, just getting into this whole concept of this world or you're fucking in your 40s and 50s and wanting to shift a a bit of direction and and a bit of yourself. So that's an awesome way to end. Yeah. Sweet as guys. Thank you for tuning in for episode three of uh, the Red Feather Fitness podcast. And uh, we're excited to do a few more episodes. Make sure you follow us at at red.feather.fitness on Insta and other pages. And uh, we'll go from there.
1: Nice. See you guys.